is Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. Coming up on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. There's an abundance of fish in the sea. What I want you to do is to nurture the little fish. I want you to feed them, support them, look after them. And what happens, they then grow into the bigger fish. And because you've looked after them, they become attached to you. And when they grow up and they're ready to be caught, they're not going to want to be caught by anybody else other than you. And also... So it's about recognising the, 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 the benefit that you're making. Every time you pick up the phone, every time you send an email, you're there to improve your customers' lives and their businesses. And, um, and, and you're there to facilitate the process for them. I call salespeople professional communicators. We're not there to sell. Our objective is not to sell. It's to build the relationship and then the sale is the natural outcome. All of this plus great music from Chris Barrows-Brown of Up In Your Elvis and Suzanne Noble of Advantages of Age and also great business advice from this week's Game Changer Elite. Our elite for this week are Neil Howe, CEO of 1080 and nutritionist Jenna Hope. Fridays will never be the same again. See you in a few. Hi, this is Ray Zinn. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct. I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In. Hi, my name is Eirik Aide Patterson. I'm a co-founder of Seaboard Technologies. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of The Catalyst for Life. Hey everybody, I'm David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. Check it out. Hello, my name is Neil Howe, CEO of 1080. We are a marketplace solution that links every SAP client with every SAP contractor globally. We help clients stop buying time and transition them to an outcome-based model, which saves them up to 43% on the cost of their IT spend. On the flip side of the marketplace, we help contractors stop selling time and start selling their outcomes or what they can produce, allowing them to work remotely the hours they choose from anywhere in the world. Being a relatively young company, one of the first um, pieces of advice I'd like to offer is to consider thinking time. Now, I learned this from Keith Cunningham, and he talks about it in his book. Uh, it's called The Road Less Stupid. Thinking time is sort of like meditation for business. Every week without fail, I sit in total silence um, for one hour without any interruptions whatsoever and ask myself big stretching questions. I don't take any notes. I don't allow myself to check emails, turn my phone off, etc. I literally just sit and think, pure concentrated thinking. Now, that might sound really easy, but, but I challenge you to try it. It's actually one of the really, it's actually really hard to focus on one question and one question alone for an entire hour. Your mind wanders, distractions set in, you'll hear things you never noticed before. 
you get restless, you get uncomfortable. It's, it's a real discipline. The key, as you'll guess, is the quality of the question you ask. Now, it's been a year since I've been doing this pretty religiously without fail. I diarise it, tell my team or family never to interrupt me, um, and the results for me from a personal level and from a company level have been astonishing. So, here's a question. This comes directly from Keith Cunningham, um, and it'll get you started. Try to have a think about this for an entire hour in silence with no distractions. So, assume someone else owned your existing company and you decided to start a new company that competed with it. Knowing everything you know about the space, the customers, the market, the product, the messaging, the brand, the distribution channels, the speed, the quality, and everything regarding your existing business, what would your new company do and how would you do it that would cause your existing business to go out of business? Or, at the very least, cut their revenues in half. So, sit for an hour and contemplate that, and then see how enlightening your answer is. Hopefully it'll open up things that you never considered about your business that you can take forward. And get into a regular cadence with this. Do this on a regular basis. It's amazing what you can think of when you really put your mind to it. I'd like to say a quick hello to a few people. Uh, my wife, Suzanne, for being my rock and doing such a fantastic job with our family, allowing me to do what I do. And to my business partner, Russell, pa- Russell Carter. Here's, uh, here's to many more years of success. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Number one means you're always on top. You're, you're, you're on the number one. Welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers with your host, Kizzy Quatcha, The show for innovators and motivators, people just like you. Kizzy is the publisher of Business Game Changer magazine and the property investor, editor of the successful Women in Business book series and the best-selling Every Entrepreneur's Guide series. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the tools you need to take your game-changing business to the next level. Listen, learn, and innovate. Now meet your host, your mentor, and your fellow game changer, Kizzy Quatcha. Hello and welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Now this week we're going to be focusing on sales. Jill Conrath once said, what differentiates sellers today is the ability to bring fresh ideas. Well, my next guest, Brittany Baldwin, CEO of sales consultancy TikTok, believes that to go forward with sales, you need to stop going backwards with time. Brittany argues that if you can create more hours in your day through time management, you can reinvest them in your business. Now, Brittany's mission is to empower business owners to generate rapid revenue growth by using a simple sales system. In just a few minutes, I'll be talking to Brittany and uncovering her secrets to becoming a sales legend. Don't go away. I am Andrew Komonos, sales and performance strategist, and this is Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, the world's number one podcast experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm in the studio talking to Brittany Baldwin of sales consultancy TikTok. But before we get into our chat with Brittany, I've had a note to remind me that Kizzy's Friday Game Changers is teaming up with Business Game Changer magazine to produce a groundbreaking end of year awards celebrating the most innovative and inspiring business game changers. Yep, I'm looking at you when I say that. The most innovative and inspiring business game changers. Now the question is, should you 
or a client be included in our spotlight. The Top 10 Business Game Changers 2020 recognizes those extraordinary business people who've successfully introduced the game-changing business, product, process or service. We're also highlighting dynamic individuals who've disrupted an industry, market or sector with their game-changing innovation. Now for information about how to nominate yourself, a colleague or a client for inclusion in the Top 10 Business Game Changers 2020, email wearegamechangers at outlook.com. That address one more time is wearegamechangers@outlook.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay, that's it. Job done. Brittany, it's amazing to have you join me. Hello. Hello all the way from Australia, Kizzy. I am really happy to be talking to you today and, of course, sharing some wonderful tips with all of your listeners out there. I've got to say, Brittany, I've been looking forward to this interview for such a long time because we did try it a few months ago and the sound just wasn't right, so we couldn't use it. And I'm so pleased that you've decided that you're going to give it another shot with me. And I've got a feeling this is going to be the best interview ever. I'm feeling great about it. How are you feeling? You know what? Second time's the charm. And I think so much has happened since we last talked a few months ago, given the, uh, the the conditions of the world at the moment, and it's it's certainly a, a a terrible time, and my heart goes out to everybody who's suffering through this. But at the same time. I'm speaking to a lot of business owners who have used this downturn as an opportunity to grow in their business, to uh, respond to what's going on and to make some really uh, well-timed adjustments to the direction that their business is taking. So I know there's challenges on one hand, but on the other hand, there's really big opportunities out there. I love that sentiment. When life gives you lemons, you uh, put some vodka in it and uh, have a drink and celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Party! (laughs) Cheers. Um, Let's start at the beginning, Brittany. Your business success grew out of the same problems that most businesses face. That is, how do you build inquiry and convert it into customers without spending a huge amount of money? Now, what was your solution to the problem? Well, it's so interesting because a lot of people are making this same mistake, myself included. And as you grow and develop and speak to more business leaders with uh, with the processes that they're following, you come to recognize that business is about being flexible, listening, adapting and pivoting in the current market. So um, the, the message that I have to share today with your listeners has a lot to do with your uh, ability to generate income, generate the the leads and the and the prospects and the people who are interested in doing business with you without having to invest so much money through um, advertising and lead generation strategies. Now, why people are doing that is because that's what they're being told to do. Go and spend money on Facebook advertising, get your SEO updated, make sure you're posting every day on social media. And all of those strategies are time consuming and they cost a lot of money. My approach to business is to, uh, instead of generating new leads and prospecting for more leads, you've got a database of people who are sitting there that have already engaged with you. Perhaps you've had the opportunity to sit down and talk to them. And what happens is if they don't um, become a paying customer, then you're distracted by the shiny new lead that could come in. I say, instead of focusing on new leads, how about you work with the ones you've already got and convert them into paying customers? That makes a lot of sense because if you've already got them there, they're in your database, you're actually just using the resources that you've got at your disposal. 100%. You've invested your time, your money, your effort and all of your energy to get 
uh, get them into your database in the first place. So let's look after them, let's nurture them and let's carry them through that journey. If you don't mind, I'd love to share a little bit of a story that's called Nurturing the Fish. Would that be okay with you, Kizzy? Please, yes, please go ahead. Okay, so if I could explain it simply to, and I'm going to get a little bit fishy, I'm going to really go into the fish terminology, but it will all make sense when I finish. Okay, so most business owners out there, they are hunting the big whale. They are trying to hook the one big customer or the two big customers that's going to generate the most revenue for them. And unfortunately, this is a really risky strategy because what can happen is you lose that big whale and then all of a sudden your lines are empty and you end up with empty pockets as well. So my message, my advice is to consider that there are plenty of fish in the sea. And from a sales perspective, what I mean is there's plenty of clients out there that could be a good fit for you and your business who aren't those big whales that you're trying to hunt down. So there's an abundance of fish in the sea. What I want you to do is to nurture the little fish. I want you to feed them, support them, look after them. And what happens, they then grow into the bigger fish. And because you've looked after them, they become attached to you. And when they grow up and they're ready to be caught, they're not going to want to be caught by anybody else other than you. And as you go through this process of nurturing the fish and and watching them grow into the bigger fish, you're going to become so much more confident with your fishing abilities that then you can hunt the whale in addition to the small fish that you're nurturing as well. So it's a combined strategy to not just look after the one or two big clients, but to seek out the little fish out there in the ocean. And so if we take it to its natural conclusion, if you nurture these small fishes, you're actually going to help them become larger whales anyway. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So it's a win-win situation. So you're already going to invest a little bit of time in, um, in working with your clients, whether they're whales, small fish, big fish, whatever stage of, of the development they are. So if you can help them help you, that is a winning strategy as far as I'm concerned. I like that. But one of, the, one of the challenges I know a lot of business people face when it comes to sales is the belief, is the belief that they don't have the skills or knowledge to make more sales. How do we fix that? Great question. And it's something that I work really closely with. And it's a particular focus for me at the moment uh, to help people in that area, given the pandemic that's going on in the world. Now, businesses still need to operate, they still need to survive and move beyond this crisis. And the way in which you do that is to continue to sell and promote and offer your products and services. And people are struggling at the moment because they think that their customers are vulnerable and, um, and that they would feel pushy or feel um, as if they're manipulating them into something that's not quite right for them. And my take on that is that you have a product or service that your customers need. They need it or they want it. And it's your responsibility to nurture them through that buying process, build the relationships with them and learn more about their circumstances, understand their pain points, understand their level of urgency or their budgets and their, their timeframes around that and recognize that sales success starts and finishes with you and the biggest sale that you're ever going to make is actually to yourself. And once you can overcome that really big hurdle, you will then unlock your potential to sell to your customers. So it's about recognizing 
the, the, the benefit that you're making, every time you pick up the phone, every time you send an email, you're there to improve your customers' lives and their businesses and, um, and, and you're there to facilitate the process for them. I call salespeople professional communicators. We're not there to sell. Our objective is not to sell. It's to build the relationship and then the sale is the natural outcome. You know, you've got so much knowledge in this area that I'm thinking you should package all of this stuff up and put it together in a book. What do you think about that? Uh, bet you to it, Kizzy. Uh, you know, it's so interesting that you bring that up because uh, I set myself 20 goals for 2020. On the 1st of January, I said, what is it that I hope to achieve this year? Not knowing, of course, how the year would unfold. And number one on that list was write a book. And of course, when we all went into lockdown, I said, this is clearly a sign from the universe that I need to, uh, to, to dedicate myself to being able to put this book together and share the contents of the book with people who are struggling with their sales or their mindset when it comes to selling. So I did craft a book and it's called Database to Dollars. And it's very much in line with what I've just talked about. Your database is the fish that you're nurturing. And if you can take them through the process, overcome any of those challenges that you face with your mindset, and then I've given everybody a step-by-step process so that they know how to prepare before you contact a client, what to say when you're on the phone with them or when you're communicating with them, and then what to do after that level of communication. So it's a start-to-finish process where you can turn potential customers into lifetime clients. And this book is called Database, I'm taking a note, Database to Dollars. That is correct, yes. Catchy, hey? It's a brilliant title. I love it. Then I'm wondering, how did it feel when you actually realized you'd accomplished that goal of writing a book? You know, I am a very ambitious person who always sets out to achieve my goals. But when it came to writing a book, I didn't really, uh, I thought it would be really challenging, if I'm being honest with you, Kizzy, because a lot of people, when you, when, you, when you talk to them, when you hear about the book writing process, it is a long and drawn out undertaking. And, uh, and, and I was nervous that I would invest so much of my time in putting together these contents. But I'm a, I'm a process driven person. I, I wrote the skeleton. I picked my chapter names. And I really got in the flow once I found the the tone of my voice. I wanted it to be like I was having a conversation with the readers, not a, a very formal, uh, you know, encyclopedia type book. It's it's really simple to understand and comprehend. I've put takeaways at the end of each chapter. It's not a very long book, but when I got to the end of it, I was so proud of myself. Not that, not just that I'd achieved the goal, because I, I always knew eventually I would but that I'd been able to turn it around so quickly to be able to then share the message with my, with my readers, with my viewers, the people who are engaging with me and who are connected with me because the ultimate goal of the book was not personal pride, but it was the ability to articulate my message in a way that people would be able to uh, take home with them and implement in their businesses or in their sales roles straight away. I'm wondering to myself whether you've written this book for other people or would this book have been valuable to you yourself when you started out on your game-changing entrepreneurial journey? 
Oh my goodness, I wish this book existed when I started because I didn't have any resources available to me uh, when, I, when I stepped into my first sales role. So that was when I was about 25 years old. And I do like to have a bit of a laugh that prior to entering this role, the closest I'd ever come to selling was a pair of shoes on eBay. <laughs> uh, so I went into my, my first sales role with absolutely no experience. I was a sales manager, so I also uh, didn't know how to manage a team. And I was selling high-end retirement homes, so the industry itself was unfamiliar to me. Now, I did face an uphill battle where my, my team that I was working with told me regularly, you'll never succeed at sales and you do not belong in a managerial position uh, when it comes to selling. And not to be deterred, I said, watch this. I am going to be the very best salesperson in the entire company. And what I did is I studied selling. I, uh, I, I got mentors on board. I read books and blog posts and whatnot. But my life changed when a sales trainer came into our business and they taught us over two days the, the ins and outs and upside downs of, of how to sell. And what separated me from the other people who were given the same amount of training was that I absorbed that information like a sponge and I took it out and I started to apply it in the real world. Now, I, I, I picked and, and, and chose the, the elements of that training that were most relevant to me and the ones that I felt comfortable, um, you know, undertaking with my customers. And then I developed my own system. I am not like most of the listeners that you're going to, uh, you know, have who are, are, are watching or listening to this podcast, Kizzy. I am not a naturally gifted salesperson. I learned to process. And I followed through, I actioned it consistently every single day. And that led me to phenomenal results, promotion after promotion after promotion, a, a small army of sales consultants that I was working uh, alongside as part of the team. And I facilitated $115 million worth of sales in just three years, all because I had a process. Wow, that sounds like something that a lot of us could learn a lot from. And I'm, I'm looking forward to picking up a copy of the book, Brittany. Uh, but before we continue with our chat, we're going to take a quick break, have a cup of tea and listen to some music. This week's Boss Style performance is from British author and entrepreneur Chris Barris brown Now, Chris is best known for his books, Free, Love Your Work, Love Your Life. Uh, he's done Wake Up and Shine and was Penguin's best-selling author in 2014. In 2010, Barrows Brown established the consultancy Up In Your Elvis. Now, this organization collaborates with Nike, uh, Unilever, Britvic, Diego, The Guardian, everyone from Mediacom to ITV to increase the energy and creativity of the workforce. Here he is, Chris Barrows Brown, performing Come On Lady. Listen to this.
I'm Brian Stolle, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey, Tanja Lee here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Cole, CEO of Payback4UK. UK. I'm Kenneth Hafianyo, the founder of Jogwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Come on, baby. makes no sense people are so uptight intense when you come around my panic goes I love you girl from your hat down to your toes what you do makes everything Chief Explorer at Cat Explorer, and I love listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hi, my name's Jenna. I'm the founder of Jenna Hope Nutrition and co-founder of the Yogurt and Juice Network. Jenna Hope Nutrition is a nutrition consultancy business where we help individuals, brands, corporate companies, and the media to provide smart, simple, and sustainable nutrition advice. As the founder and co-founder of two companies, I'm forever working across a range of different things. Marketing, delivering services, sales, PR, managing our accounts, and so much more. So therefore, managing my time is absolutely essential. The Yogurt and Juice Network is a nutrition education business where we focus on nutrition education in children, and we actively inspire and empower children, parents, and teachers in the UK to make healthier dietary and lifestyle choices. Throughout my time as an entrepreneur, I've learned not to fear knocking on people's doors. To stay true to yourself, 
and not to let anyone take advantage. And more importantly, not to give up at the first hurdle. Throughout my time, I've had many people doubt me. As a young female in business, I definitely had experiences where people don't take me seriously and try and take me for a ride. But what I've learned is that you have to stay true to yourself. You have to believe in yourself and you have to keep going. If you stop at the first hurdle, then you simply won't succeed. There will be multiple times where people question you, doubt you, tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not old enough, that you don't have experience and that you simply won't succeed. But the truth is, if you keep going, you keep knocking and you don't take no for an answer, you really will succeed. So to any budding entrepreneurs out there, I encourage you to get up, go, seek your dreams, follow everything you want to do because life's too short not to. It's vital that you don't give up You don't stop at the first hurdle and you just keep going. You're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, the world's number one business podcast experience. Listen, learn and innovate. Welcome back. Before the break, you're listening to Chris Barrows-Brown, founder of Upping Your Elvis, and Chris was singing, Come On Lady. And I'm in the studio talking to Brittany Baldwin, CEO of self-consultancy TikTok. Now, Brittany, we're at the part of the show that I've been looking forward to all day. This is a section called Past, Present, and Future. Now, the idea is really, really simple. I ask you three easy questions that will hopefully give us a unique insight into the mind of game changer, Brittany Baldwin. Are you game? Of course I'm game, Kizzy. Absolutely. If I could share one tip that people take away, hopefully it falls within this, uh, within this segment. Looking Fantastic. forward to it. Fantastic. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let, let's start with the past, Brittany. Imagine yourself traveling back in time to meet the young Brittany Baldwin. What would you tell the young Brittany to make sure she does? And what would you tell her to make sure she doesn't do oh okay i like the sound of young britney just so you know (laughs) i like going back in time because this is where you have the opportunity to reflect on what you've done now i i'm a big believer that every step that you've taken has led towards the position where you're at now so i don't regret anything i've done could i have done things differently without a doubt but I think uh, that comes with age, that comes with wisdom, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how my, my approach to life, you know, takes me through the next years. But stepping back into the Britney of the past, before I went into the, the role that I went into and uh, have, have since developed my sales training company, if I could give myself some advice with what I would do differently. So what I wouldn't do and what I would do. What I would do is I wouldn't be so hard. Okay, so what I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be so hard on myself, Kizzy. I I think that we set expectations for ourselves and sometimes they are uh, a little bit beyond our reach or a little bit too heavy-handed. And for somebody who is uh, a perfectionist by nature and, uh, and, and really wants to achieve these goals, I think if you can break it down into smaller pieces and reverse engineer back from the goal that you set, that you should break it down into small chunks and recognize your small achievements along the way. So uh, I wouldn't be hard on myself and I would acknowledge the process and the, and the, the achievements that I've made 
uh, and, and, and reward myself because every single step that you take towards, um, towards those goals, that is pro- progress. That's achievement. And I'm a big believer that now I've, I've learned that progress is better than perfection and every step you take will lead you one step closer to where you want to be. It's important you say uh, that you should always reward yourself whenever you do achieve something because I think that's something that we all have in common you know, as, as business people. We tend to find that whenever we achieve something great, um, we then look at the next obstacle, the next challenge, and we, we, we rarely ever stop and reflect and, and realize that we've actually done something worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh, and, and because, and that's, that's the nature of goal setting. Once you've achieved it, it's, it's automatically what's the next one, what's the next one, what's the next one. So it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure because, uh, because you keep moving the goalposts one step further away. So you never really reach them. So that's why I, I, I'm a big believer in setting ambitious tasks, of course, but, but small steps along the way, um, stop, really acknowledge how far you've come. And, and I, I think that everybody is, is working along their journey. They're, they're walking along the path towards that final step that they want to be at. And, and it is important to, to reflect on how far you've come and where you used to be and, uh, and to recognize that. And, of course, reward yourself along the way. I'm a, I love rewards. We should all reward ourselves more often. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of being rewarded whenever possible. <laughs> Me too. Let's keep that in mind for each other. <laughs> done. Done. Okay, well, that, that was the past taken care of. Let's move into the present. Brittany, who or what motivates you? First and foremost, I motivate myself because I think that the action that I take is a direct reflection of the attitude that I have. So I, I, think, I think that success starts within you and uh, I am the only person who has the ability and the ambition to get me where I want to be. In saying that, you surround yourself with people who inspire you to achieve those targets that you set out. I'm so lucky that I have a support system in my family who have always encouraged me and inspired me uh, and, and effectively told me there's no such thing as no and you can set out to be whatever you want to be. So that, that combination of family support and my own personal drive has really allowed me to reach the level of success that I, uh, that, you know, my definition of success. But I recognise, Kizzy, that there are a lot of people out there who may not have those support systems or may not have the level of confidence that I do. So I think you need to work on yourself first and foremost and and talk about those little steps that we take. Every, every level of progress that you're working on um, is 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 something that you should be so proud of. But I really think it's important that if, if, if you believe in yourself and you believe that you have the ability to succeed or to achieve your goals that you want to, then, then, then you, can, you, can, you can do anything you want. But it, it really starts inside and then that will be reflected outside. You get what you give and if you've got the right attitude towards the direction that you're heading, then, um, then, then you'll be unstoppable. I like it. Very, very powerful words. I'm wondering to myself now, if, if you had a superpower, Brittany, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would you have? Oh, 
Wow, best question ever. Uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter geek, uh, so I'm, I'm, all I can sit here is think about all the different spells that they, they cast in Harry Potter and uh, whether, I'd, <laughs> whether I'd want to be able to, um, you know, be invisible or uh, light fires. And, and the truth is that I, it sounds cliche, but above anything else, I want to be happy. I, I, I would like to eliminate anything that has to do with stress or anxiety or um, worry and concern about things that are outside of my control. And it's interesting, and, and I'll share a personal story here, Kizzy, because it is important. So, so my, my superpower would be to have uh, emotional control um, and, and, and a positive outlook. I was diagnosed with cancer 18 months ago um, with melanoma, which is skin cancer. And at the time, that was extraordinarily traumatic for me. And I had surgery soon thereafter, and I have been cancer-free. But what happens is, because it's skin cancer, uh, which I picked up in a routine skin check, now, an annual check, now I have to go back every three months. And uh, in, in the last 18 months, I have had some spots cut out of me and checked. Just recently, as in five days ago, I had a spot cut out in between my toes. It is very sensitive still to this day, right? So the turnaround time to get the results is four days. It was over the weekend. Now, when you're in a position where they're doing a biopsy and they're either going to tell you you have cancer, it's returned, or you don't, there's two ways in which you can uh, address this situation internally. So you can choose to be worried and stressed and start planning for surgery and plan for your life to turn upside down. Or you could take the route that I took and I firmly believe in don't worry until there's something to worry about because this is something that is outside of my control. I do not know. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't determine. I, I can't find out until those results are released whether or not I have it. Now, if I do have it, by all means, be worried and stressed and upset and all of those things, right? But for those four days, I chose to have a positive outlook to manifest, uh, uh, you know, health and well-being and focus on, on my wellness for those four days. So the end result, Kizzy, is that the biopsy came back clear and I do not have cancer that's come back. But I haven't turned myself into a crazy stress pot over the past four days because it turns out I had nothing to worry about anyway. That's my advice. And that's the advice I think we could all heed and we could all learn a hell of a lot from. I'm so pleased that the uh, news uh, for you was good. And let's just keep our fingers crossed that it continues to be so. Thank you. Thank you. So don't worry until there's something to worry about. Okay, gotcha. Um, let's move into the future, Brittany. What would you like your legacy to be? When they're talking about you, Brittany Baldwin, in 100 years' time, how would you like to be remembered? I have a motto that I live by every single day, and that is I aspire to inspire before I expire. <laughs> and whatever that looks like, and I know you like that because I mentioned it last time, whatever that looks like, I want to impact people's lives in a positive way. I want to be able to move them from the starting point of A to position B, which is where they want to go. If, if I can encourage them and inspire them to to have the confidence in themselves to reach the goals that they set and to aim those goals really high and, uh, and, and to, 
to want to be the best version of themselves, that is something that uh, I want my legacy to be. Of course, I could sit here and say, I want to make sure that everybody increases their sales, uh, you know, 100 times and, and all that. But that is a byproduct of the, the, the reason why I went into business in the first place. So when I was let go from my job unexpectedly and diagnosed with cancer, on the, that was right before Christmas, my favorite time of the year, by the way, almost ruined by, uh, by some tragic events at the time. But on the 1st of January, I said, new year, new me. I want to go into the business of helping people to, uh, with their sales in particular because that's something that I learned and I can therefore teach. But the, the underlying message was so important to me that every person that I touched, I left them better than when I first met them. I think that that's the legacy that you will definitely, absolutely smash. I aspire to inspire before I expire. Brittany, I love that. Can I, can I use that sometime? Please use it. Please use it. There you go. I've impacted you. You can go and impact more people, Kizzy. That's the, that's the, the, the way of the world. Sharing is caring. Fantastic. Look, I just had a, a, a message flashing on my screen saying that we ran out of time a few minutes ago. Um, before we go, is there anybody who may be listening to our conversation that you'd like to say hello to? I would. I'd like to say hello to my husband, uh, Mitchell. Love of my life. I've been with him since I was 14 years old and he's my next door neighbor. And the truth is, when you find a partner in life, Kizzy, uh, and you work together towards the same goals and you achieve the milestones in your life, that's something that I think needs to be celebrated. And uh, especially since I've been in business, Mitchell has been my, my support system. He's been my partner in crime. He's been my partner in success. And, uh, and, and to be able to share the, the, the roller coaster journey, the ups and downs with somebody by my side has been so incredible, uh, in particular during this, this pandemic and this, this COVID time that I know the world is suffering through. It's been wonderful to, uh, to, to approach life and to, to, to be on life's journey with somebody who I love and who loves me back. So Mitchell, if you are listening, Let's keep up this for another 50 years. I don't know how long that makes us. I'm not divorcing him. So how, for the rest of our lives, let's all uh, let's, let's be together. Let's share the love and let's continue to enjoy every moment that we have together. So thank you very much for the, uh, the opportunity to shout out to someone special to me, Kizzy. The pleasure is all mine. Brittany, it's been an amazing experience um, spending this time with you on Kids Friday Game Changers. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and your insight. My pleasure. Thank you, Kizzy. It's been wonderful uh, to talk to you, and I hope all of your listeners have taken some tips away with you uh, with, from me that they can start to implement straight away in their personal or their professional lives. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, the short time I spent with Britain has certainly opened my eyes to the power of mastering sales within your organization. And, and I've just realized that the simple truth is that it's all about effective time management. According to Brittany, and I think this is true, you shouldn't be fooled by the calendar. There are, there are only so many days in a year you can make use of. Now, one person gets only a week's value out of a year while another person gets a full year's value out of a week. Ordinary people think merely of spending time. Great people like Brittany think of using it. 
This is a lesson that game changers like Brittany Baldwin are teaching us by their example. Playing us out is Suzanne Noble of Advantages of Age performing My Handyman. See you next week. said a good man was hard to find absolutely positively sure was blind i've got the best that ever was here's just hi i'm dr joan d martini and you are listening to kizzy's friday's game changer he shakes my ashes greases my griddle churns my butter strokes my fiddle my man is such a handy man He threads my needle Creams my wheat Heats my heater He chops my meat My man Is such a handy Hi, I'm Ludwina Dordovic, the founder and CEO of The Room Exchange and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers Listen, learn, and innovate. He sure is good to have around When my furnace gets too hot He's right there to cool my damper down For everything he's got a scheme You ought to see the new starter he puts on my machine My man is such a handyman He flaps my flapjacks Cleans off the table He feeds the horses in my stable You can't get away from it He's such a handyman He really is God's gift, you know Sometimes he's up long before dawn Busy trimming the rough edges of my lawn Oh, you gotta love it He's such a handyman Never has a single thing to say When he's working hard You really ought to see the way He handles my front yard My ice doesn't get a chance to melt away He sees that I get a fresh piece each and every day My man